This is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah! Sorry. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This is why we love the NFL. Fields takes the snap on the gun, throws the ball up here. It's intercepted. I'll give you the floor on the Bears, Chris. I feel bad for Justin Fields. I do. I think part of it is him. Like, I don't know if he can ever be the guy. Today's guests, Dolphins running back Raheem Moster. Yes Network Yankees broadcaster Michael Kay. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. If you missed it, I just learned on the air that the Jets signed Trevor Simeon to their practice squad. I think um, uh, that was a fun one for everybody to watch me uh, learn that. The vagaries of being on live TV like it's the Truman Show. Mm -hmm. Damn near half my life right now, but it's all good. Very lucky to do what I do for NFL Network on Sundays and soon to be calling games in uh, London and in Germany. My gosh, the Germany game that I'm going to be calling that's uh, slated for the first Germany game is lit, as the kids say, between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Uh, And then being on the air here every single day, I've got uh, Michael Kay of the Michael Kay Show. He's the one who elicited the Joe Namath soundbite that's uh, proved that Zach Wilson has broken him. Um, He's coming up in hour number three. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Have a conversation here. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, we always talk about the 72 Dolphins, right? We always talk about the 72 Dolphins, correct, guys? About being undefeated, right? Only team to do it. I mean, why are you asking me that question? No, I know that, but because I bring that up to say uh, we almost had the 73 Dolphins. (laughs) Oh, look at you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well well done. We had the 70 Dolphins instead. The champagne on ice? My goodness gracious. And joining us fresh off of that remarkable performance and remarkable start of the season, not just for the team, but him personally, Purdue Boilermaker in the house. Raheem Mostert here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Raheem? I'm great. How about yourself, Rich? I am great. What in the world is it like to be part of a game like the one you were in in the National Football League, Raheem Mostert? I tell you what, it's a a lot of fun, Rich. Um, To be be able to be out there with the guys, you know, just – having fun doing what we do best and just enjoying the the moment, you know, it's truly something special and something that's going to go down in history. You know, I know that we didn't get the, um, the top notch of having the most points scored ever in a game, but Hey, you know, to be able to say that we're up there at the pinnacle is, is definitely something remarkable. But I mean, you know how tough it is to win in the NFL and how tough it is to come up with points against grown ass men looking to make sure you do not get a yard, let alone score. 70 points and a 50 point win Raheem that is nuts that is crazy yeah it's uh it's it's when you think about it man it's just it honestly is it really is crazy because these are grown men out here that are competing and battling each and every day um you know and to be able to put 70 points on the board 50 points um and and win you know that that big of a, a margin you know it's just it's almost unheard of especially in this league where it's, it's tough to run the ball, it's tough to even pass the ball, and it's tough to put points on the board in and itself. You know, and I, I don't know if you're a talker out on the field. Are you a talker out on the field, Raheem? I, I usually I usually like to talk a little bit. Okay. Um, I let I let my I let my actions speak for for itself. I but the reason why I ask that is a setup to say like, do you even stop talking at some point when you're beating somebody like the way you were beating them, Raheem? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you should stop talking. I mean, I just tell them to check the scoreboard. I think that's enough that needs to be said. 
Right. And so uh, what was what did you sense from the Broncos defenders in the middle of that onslaught, Raheem? I mean, I, I could just tell that the guys were about ready to just be be done with the game um, as we were. You know, we don't want to keep putting on a show like that. Um, you want to just run the ball out. And, and unfortunately, you know, <laughs> for them, it was still they still had to stop us. And uh, even even stopping the run, it was it was kind of tricky for them. Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins, fresh off of the 70-20 to 20 win over the Denver Broncos. You are the perfect guy to ask about the coach here because uh, mm-hmm. you've known Mike McDaniel for quite some time back in your San Francisco days. When was the first time you met him, Raheem? Uh, yeah, the first time I met Mike was when he actually joined the staff, um, I believe, in 2017. Um, he was the run game coordinator. And, um, you know, me and him became very close simply because – you know, I would go to his office and we would have one-on-one talks about, you know, the the upcoming week and the opponent, um, whoever we played. And, you know, I just try to get little bits and pieces of nuggets that I possibly can to elevate my game. Um, and I just took wind of, of how fond he knew the game so well and how he can literally break down each and every position of the defense, the defensive line, what they're, you know, at the week, during the week, what they what they're going to give us. And um, yeah, it just, it just became a great relationship between him and I. Well, Andrew Hawkins once told a story about him um, getting some coaching tips from him about uh, footwork and uh, getting off the line with certain footwork and how it will cause you to be open pretty much a hundred percent of the time and how just that little nuance is something that helped his game. Do you have something like that for me from McDaniel that uh, that he's told you that you've picked up some sort of detail that you can give the audience here, Raheem? Yeah. So, you know, um, when uh, a running back or I mean anybody that's running a route um, and they want to get a little bit of a separation uh, aspect. Um, one thing that he taught uh, me and, and some of my cohorts is, you know, put your foot down on the same side that you're going to. So. Uh, hard left to go left, um, as we call it. So you put your left foot down. If you want to do a double up move, put your left foot down and then put your right foot down and then you'll explode off that right foot and and go left. And then it's this vice versa. You know, if you want to go right, put your right foot down, um, hard right to go right. So those little things right there, you know, for him to be able to teach guys like myself or, or the receiver, the receivers, it just shows you the 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 capabilities that he has and the intellect that he has in order to go out here and 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 help you know players produce at a high level. What about sometimes tossing it to you as opposed to having it handed to you and giving you some sort of an angle? I I, I kind of see that a lot. Yeah. Uh, wh- so, what do you got uh, there? Yeah. So in regards to like the toss plays, um, you know, it's still outside zone, um, but it's almost kind of like a trick play for the defense. You know, when the linebackers are reading their key um, their their key reads and they see my footwork and it looks like it's going to be a full outside zone play and really it's, it's not a stretch, you know, um, that, that gets them to overplay the, 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 the play and then the, the O-line can basically get, get them in a, <laughs> at the right exact moment in order for them to uh, – get their blocks so I mean there's a lot of different things that go on in this uh offense that you know it 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 definitely helps you know jet sweep motions also um 
just it just puts a funk in the the defenders. So there's a there's a lot of key aspects in the offense that you know deep defenses have to have to manage. And in terms of you know helping the the offensive line, you just mentioned Raheem Mostert about how the offensive line can be helped by the scheme. It sure looks like it's also helped by the scheme with keeping Tua. Uh, fresh and upright. The ball seems to be getting out. There seems to be even free rushers can't get to Tua before the ball is out. Walk me through how different your quarterback is from this year to last right now, Raheem. Yeah, you know, last year was just a learning curve for him. Um, you know, he's he's coming into a whole new offense, a whole new system, um, something that he's not particularly used to. Um, I mean, even prior to, you know, Coach McDaniel being hired, um, I know that he had to deal with three additional uh, offensive coordinators. So, I mean, that just puts a funk in a guy's mentality when you have to go from offense to offense, you know, year in and year out, especially uh, the way Tua has been able to, you know, manage those things. And for him to come into this offense, you know, the second second go round, you know, year number two, it just shows you how, how true of a, a pure passer he can be, uh, a pure, you know, technician out there on that field because at the end of the day that's that's what you want as a quarterback you know you want your quarterback to be someone that can distribute the ball um that can that can get it out at a at a proper proper time and then also his footwork i mean he's he's taking everything that he needs in his game and he's just elevating it to the next level um more so you know um his health and the concerns he had last year um, when he got hurt and in the concussion against Cincinnati, you know, I hate to bring that up, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, he took this approach this offseason. Hey, I'm going to get better in this aspect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect myself. And he did some jujitsu um, that is really paying off. If you see the first two games that we had, um, there was a play, I believe, against the Chargers where one of the D linemen pushed him and he kind of like did like a, a roll and tuck. Um, this is something that he's been doing this whole offseason. So the guy's just really trying to be a technician in all facets of the game and even more so in his health. And he's taking those those steps in order to be great. Well, he's been in the spotlight clearly for a long time. Uh, and he certainly was in the spotlight the minute, you know, he looked off a of safety and found Devontae Smith in the end zone for Alabama for a national championship. And everyone thought he's going to go to Miami. And then he did. And then, uh, look, it's it's clear how many people are looking at Tua and are still even now surprised to see the way that he is playing. Uh, as you know, Raheem, I, you may not know, uh, but you know th- that's out there, but you may not know. I've been saying he needs to be more salty, Raheem. He, we, we need to see the more salty side of Tua, you know, where, where he says, I don't know about you, but it looks like money. You know, like uh, he talked about the offensive line giving people the middle finger with their play. Like, I... I need to see more of that. Do you see any of that side of him that he kind of keeps quiet, Raheem? I need salty Tua. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No. Tua's uh, he's coming into that game. He's coming into the the. the I'm I'm a little more me now. Um, okay. I'm I'm more relaxed. I'm more chill. Okay. Um, but he also has that that winning eager. And if you if you know anybody that has that winning edge, yeah. man, they they're about ready to start talking to whoever comes across their path. And you know, as of lately, it's it's been. You know the doubters and naysayers for him. You know he he wants to he wants to prove people wrong. You know he's always in the business of proving people wrong, and he's doing he's doing a hell of a job doing that. Yeah, will you tell him? Because again, I haven't spoken to him in a bit, and I I'm going to see you in Germany uh, when you play that game in Frankfurt, and I'll tell it to him too. I need more salt. I need a chest pound. I need to see the saltiness in him because yeah. I think that that yeah. 
He's doing all right, obviously, without my advice. But you know what I'm saying, Raheem? I need to see that. I get it. Yeah, you want? I, I get it, Rich. You want to see a little more nastiness come yes. up out of him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He's I mean, too sweet. He, you know. But the thing is, though, with him, he 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 lets his his play do the talking. You know, he, people say he can't throw a deep ball, and then you know, there's a a, a sixty yard bomb to him and him and Tyreek. You know, on that connection. So I mean. He's doing he's okay. doing that talking, but it's just it's just in his play more so. Okay, Raheem Mostert here. A few more minutes left with the Miami Dolphin running back. Um, so your your colleague who also scored four touchdowns this week, I want to say his name right because I heard last night that he won. It's not a chain, it's a Chan. Is that is that Devin's last name? Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, Devon a Chan. Devon Devon a Chan. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're saying his name a lot right now. Um, how good is this kid, Raheem? You've seen a few. Yeah, he's- yeah, he's 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 unbelievable. I mean, the the, the kid's coming in as a rookie, um, and he's picking up this offense so well. And I, I've been in this offense, you know, for quite some time now, Rich. And uh, the way that he handles this offense, he's taking he's taking criticism. Um, he's taking crap from a vet like myself. You know, I gotta give him I gotta give him some some vet like some what? vet love. Like what are you saying? What are you saying? I, I, I make sure that the snacks are are upright in our in our room in our meeting rooms. You know, he has to have some gushers and some sunflower seeds. Okay. At time. Okay. Uh, All right. So I, I give him some a little heckle about that, but you have standards. You know, honestly, yeah, yeah. You have standards. Uh, but, okay. But honestly, you know, he uh he's taking this offense very well. Um, I've seen a lot of rookies, you know, coming into this offense not understanding the playbook all that well. Well, and for him, he's just he's lights out. I mean, the, the kid is really. He's he's gonna be special. Okay, all right. So, um, have we seen? I mean, you did this without Waddle. What the hell? Oh my yeah. gosh! So, if he was in, would you have scored ninety? Is that what if happened? Waddle was in. Who knows? You know, he's a different. He's a difference maker on that field too. Um, you know, I was I was a little bummed that he wasn't out there. Um, and he was he was bummed too. But I told him, hey man, you got to get your yourself right. You got to get that that health right and. We're gonna need you in the in on the long road. So be prepared to to put some points up against these other teams too. Okay. Now let's just get into this before I let you go here. Um they were talking about this on the broadcast that you believe 40 yard dash, you, Tyreek, you, Tyreek and Waddle, you win this race. Is that a true fact? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. hands down. I win this race. Okay. I mean, uh, give me give me give me Give me more on that. More meat on Look, that bone. What do you mean? I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell it like this, Rich. Yes. When it comes to a race, right? Yeah. Um, Tyreek is more of a he he's fast. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Tyreek's fast. Uh-huh. Um, but I could break down his speed. He has more of that that quick twitch to him too. Okay. Um, for me, I'm more of a a, a long strider. You know, I once I get going, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to catch me, it's hard to, you know, try to beat me. And same thing with J Dub. You know, he's more of that guy that's he's he's in between both Tyreek and I. So mm-hmm. it it'll be a good race for sure. But I, I think I I think I got the upper advantage. What about A Chain now that he's in this mix now? What about him? Yeah, yeah. A Chain's in the mix too. He's he's more of that that off the burst, you know, quick guy. So we're all it's it's gonna be neck and neck. It's gonna be I will say this, we are definitely the fastest team in the NFL. And if we had a four by one it didn't matter what position each, you know, player was in. Mm-hmm. Each person was in. We 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 win. Okay, for sure. All right, you know. And again, you're 31, man. 
This is this year 31. Wait a minute. I'm talking to a running back who's playing in the NFL and scored four touchdowns. Um, <laughs> and you're over 30. I didn't know that existed. Raheem. Yeah. Look at hey, you. If Adrian, if Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore can do it, I mean, so can I. Okay. And you're faster than Tyreek Hill. You're faster than the Cheetah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Raheem Mostert, I appreciate the time. Um, send my best to everybody there. Tell again, salty Tua. Tell Tua more salt in his verbal diet. Will you please tell him that for me? I need to see it. I got you. Okay. I'll, I'll let him know. Well, I look forward to seeing you in Frankfurt. That's going to be uh, a great game, obviously, you versus the Chiefs. Um, certainly, uh, if everybody keeps playing the same way that you're playing. And I look forward to seeing you in person and thanking you for being on the program today. Likewise, Rich. Appreciate you, man. I think you're doing a, a heck of a job too, brother. Keep keep it up. I appreciate that. Hey, you're, you're talking about my speed, right? Is that what you're talking about there? My 40, correct? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, that's And that's what I wanted to bring up. Yes. To you. Okay, yeah. Your, your form is just lights out. Like, I, I just, I love when you do the 40-yard dash. Oh. Hold on a minute. I, I, I look forward to those moments. Okay, I, hold on a minute. So, <laughs> what? Excuse me. You be quiet. <laughs> you guys may Wait, not him, chime are you in. Watching the right Excuse me. I have got a track and field star <laughs> from back in the day wow. and a 31-year-old who says he's faster than Tyree Kilsing. What about my form? I need you to repeat that, please. <laughs> what is that? You got some good form, right? You got some good form. We could tweak it a little bit to make you a little bit faster. We could tweak it a little bit. But by the way, all all, I'm all ears. It. I am all ears. Just know I've disappointed so many people. I've disappointed Michael Johnson. I've disappointed so many fast, famous people. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint you. But you're saying my form is like, it's good, right? It's not. <laughs> the arm swing is just is 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 up there. I will say that. Knee drive is perfect. You got You got a good knee drive. Arm swing, we could work on it, but it's it's more so about putting up, picking up and putting down. That's that's what you got to work on the most. Okay, you and I are going to have a wow. chat in Frankfurt, Germany, Unbelievable. sir. Unbelievable. By the way, I, I should I should just like stop broadcasting this today. This should be the end of it. News. Raheem, Raheem Mostert, you've made his day. He's just. He, I think he's still on the fumes of a seventy point game. <laughs> it must be. Thank I you, really Raheem. Am. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself, Raheem. This has been a blast. We'll do this again, you hopefully. Too. You got it. That's you Raheem Moster. Bro, you, bro, you keep up the great work, too. That's uh, Raheem Moster. Amazing. Wow. I didn't, that was a twist I did not see, right? right? And oh, Henry, like plot twist at the end. Just like M. Night. Wait, what? What just happened? <laughs> and you thought you saw dead people. I did. Well, I've seen you run. So is he. <laughs> So is he. Remember a few weeks ago in fantasy, I said Radio Raheem might be him. He's, he's dude. Him. He he is he a track. When I say him. he's a track and field star, let me get this right here. Let me get this right. That's that he was. He was uh in a hundred meters a ten point six eight second one hundred meters. Dude, I mean, you have to be a little bit delusional to think you can outrun Tyreek. He's not delusional. NHN. Don't we have you have that Field Yates tweet? Do you have that Field Yates tweet from the other day? Put it up. The next gen stats. There he is. He ran, he was, he could be, he was ticketed for speeding in a 20 mile an hour zone in week two in New England. And then you see Tyreek Hill and Devin, what, Devon Achan is apparently how he wants his name to be pronounced. Devon. We were saying Devin H. H-A-N. Devin A-Chain. Devon A-Chain. Devon A-Chain. Well, he's fast. 
I was hoping it was Devon so I could y'all get the tables. Chris. Little, it but. doesn't matter how many times you score. <laughs> Let me tell you something nice. It doesn't matter how many times you score or how many t- how fast you are. If you're a rookie in the NFL, you better have those sunflower seeds snacks oh, straight I don't up. Care. Yeah, gosh, your snacks got to be on point. Don't matter what so you're what doing. He, but, on the but when he gosh, says straight, do he means like they can't just be thrown around in the in the uh, in the closet or in the box? What does that mean? He's got to be straight. I think. Well, personally, I think he meant straight. Like it's got to be proper. It's got to be on okay. point. Not like, and not like legitimately straightened. I don't. I think it meant like, like, it, like one box be straight, like good. Like. To make sure that he provides it. That's not Stephen Ross. He's not providing the snacks in well, Miami. You know the rookies got to go pick up donuts. Gushers are very coffee. specific. What are those for those who may not know what a gusher is? It's like a little gummy thing, but there's like a juice kind of in the middle of it. But them. not a Mad Dog Wait, Russo gummy. He's having not a know, Mad Dog. I, I They're not a, not a Mad Dog situation. But he's, so he's. He looks like that. He's 31 and he runs like that and he's eating gummies. Well, he can. Fruit with, snacks. With, with fruit gummies. With, fruit with snacks like, with a little bit of juice in the middle. Good Lord. If I did that, I'd be large as a house. You were in college when Gushers first came out. Oh, is that right? Early 90s. Okay. For Gushers. All right. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the program. (laughs) Uh, There is a lot going on in the National Football League, as we know, and specifically in Las Vegas. We did not have enough time to discuss Devontae Adams' post-Sunday night football loss comments, but that time will arrive. And 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
they put a lot of stuff in the show that's kind of true to life. Right. So, like, they have Mafi as a 49er fan. I had that 49er mouth guard. And then you see it in the boxing episode That's I have. right. Because you've got to be out of your mind right now, right? I mean, this is real. This is real. The whole, I can't believe The it. whole business of like, are they real? Are they for real? They are. They're absolutely for real. I've been very lucky because um, one of my childhood friends who I grew up with um, is the run game coordinator for the 49ers, Michael McDaniel. And he's been a part of Kyle. He's worked with Kyle in Atlanta and in Washington. And it's not just any run game here. This is a serious, like, we're going to hit you in the mouth. This is what we do type run game. It just fills me with joy because Mike and I will talk. And he'll call me and and I'll. We went to a game last year. My friend Chad and I went to the 49ers-Lions game. And Mike called us as we're driving to the game. And he's like, do you guys want to know what the first play of the game is? <laughs> and I was like, 100%. And, he goes, flex. and I love this. He goes, he goes, if the Lions flex left and they put seven in the box, it's a, a right side gash to Brita. And Brita took it 65 yards. Watch that Watch that game back. It was the first play of the Lions-Niners game. Wow. And he and we're in the stands. That is a flex. We're, we're, in, we're going like this, grabbing each other. We're like, this is the play he said. And you're watching Brita just go. So it's been not only are the 49ers my favorite team of all time, my favorite sports franchise, mm-hmm. but having like a friend like that that I know and just kind of, you know, I've met Kyle several times and we are at Mike's wedding together. And it was like that kind of thing where it like, Man, come on. It's fun stuff with Dan Soder and his multiple appearances here on the program. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for everything that you need from our show, which is a good time and uh, a lot of wormhole activity. Uh, don't, uh, don't go on our YouTube page without having the time for the algorithm to kick in. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. David in Texas has been hanging on for a bit. Let's take David's call. What's up, David? Hey, uh, Rich. I appreciate you taking my call again. I called you last Tuesday, okay. and we're going to call it Timmy Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Mr. Boyle needs to start for the New York Jets. As I said to you last week, I said he was underneath your offensive, current offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Watch Barb run the offense. And I really honestly believe that Zach Wilson is done. And I loved your reaction after you took my call last week because it was brilliant. You said, I didn't want to talk about it, and you talked about it. And I thought it was awesome. Well, thanks for the call, and David. I appreciate that. I appreciate and the that. other thing I wanted to add is mm-hmm. when it comes to the New York Yankees, when the Braves left Wisconsin to go to Atlanta, I became a Yankees fan. And the one thing I will tell you, because you made a, I think you made a comment yesterday or the day before about Aaron Judge being the captain and whether his comments are going to go public or not. If you look at the history of the Yankees, all the captains never, ever, ever in the toughest, toughest city to be in the media spotlight ever went public with their comments. And I think Aaron Judge will say what he needs to say, and either Cashman goes or Aaron Boone goes. Don't get me wrong. Cashman's done a relatively good job, but I think both of them really need a reality check. Well, here's, he, needs to go. here's what I'm going to basically predict here. And thanks for the call, David yeah. in Texas. 
Michael Kay will be joining us uh, from the Yankees playing out the string in Toronto. Top of hour number three, because it was on his show that Joe Namath said he's done with Zach Wilson. And um, my prediction is uh, Cashman is one year into his new four-year contract. And Boone has one year left on his deal. I think they both stay. I don't think... uh, I think uh, Hal is not his dad. He's going to see... He's going to say Cashman... uh, had one bad, really bad year in 25, 30 years, and Yankee fans would say it's a bad year if you don't win the World Series or make it or threaten to make it. I don't think he's going to let either one of them go. And I can't wait to get Michael Kay's thoughts on what he thinks Judge is going to say. Uh, I think he Judge probably has a lot to say about whatever analytics are being uh, placed in front of Aaron Boone that then manifests itself in, in their play on the field. And I think Judge is probably really pleased with seeing a lot of these young kids that finally were, got up uh, into the majors. Of course, Josh Donaldson's going to make the playoffs with the Brewers. <laughs> and by the way, he's mashing home runs for them. Of course he is. Of course he is. Of course he is. That's, by the way, that will only infuriate me. I nearly cursed in front of my 12-year-old son, Cooper, when he was uh, playing all these home runs because he, you know, on, on – on the MLB app, he's just nonstop on it, just watching as many highlights as he possibly can. You know, he just turns to me and goes, Dad, you know, Josh Donaldson's doing really good for the Brewers. I'm like, get out of here. He starts playing me all these home runs, and I start seething. I'm like, be a good dad. Dude hit 160 this year. Oh, it's just absurd. It's absurd. And, um, but they didn't deserve to make it. They were ter- and every move that Cashman made, Frankie Montas last year hurt. He pushed the Rodone button. He he turned into Ed Whitson, 2023. Mm. You know, blowing kisses to, to Yankee fans who were getting on him. Terrible. A terrible year he had. The back end of the bullpen. I, I mean, I don't want to even go in there. They're, 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 um, we'll talk about it with Michael K coming up in our number three of this program. Devontae Adams signs with the, or, or tells the Packers he wants out, even with Aaron Rodgers clearly coming back. Right? That's a fact. I would love to know in a 30 for 30 one day, or maybe when Pat's interviewing uh, Rogers, when he's hopped up on Vicodin probably, or whatever <laughs> he's on, um, you know, to truth serum, like, did you think Devontae Adams is coming back? As you know, there's lots of other more pertinent, timely questions to ask of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, true. But uh, Devontae left. Said, I want out. And... He goes and gets paid by the Las Vegas Raiders, and he gets hooked up with his um, BFF from college. Yep. And he goes to the Raiders knowing they've just hired Josh McDaniels. And I just wonder if there was any conversation. Hey, I'm going to force my way out of Green Bay so I can come play for Derek Carr. Are we all good? You and D.C. good? Because you're the O.C. and the H.C. You guys good? Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if that came back. Because I'm telling you, right from jump with Josh McDaniels being there, all I heard from the chatterbox that is known as the National Football League when nobody's got a microphone on them is that McDaniels wasn't a car fan and also not a Josh Jacobs fan. Oh. Yeah. 
you heard those you heard those rumors whether they're true or not i'm saying it into a microphone but i don't think i'm telling any tales out of school josh jacobs hardly touched the ball in the preseason they didn't pick up his fifth year option which is something that seriously came home the roost this summer didn't it mm-hmm. and uh i think we learned that either it was untrue that he wasn't a josh jacobs fan or he learned to love him probably the latter and then it was either untrue that he wasn't a Derek Carr fan and just was done with him. Something happened in that locker room last fall where, if you remember, after one of the many blown lead losses that the Raiders suffered last year and making fools out of people like me saying that they were going to beat the Chiefs in the AFC West finally. Remember Derek Carr came out tearful saying, you know, Basically, something's up with everybody in that locker room. Yeah, a handful of us are there. To work every day and what these guys are going through each night. I want to know about that, too, under sodium pentothal yeah. for somebody. What was that all about? All I know is I'm in the booth Christmas Eve, chilly night in Pittsburgh. Chilly? And kind of windy. <laughs> all right. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was you were there. No, I, what was or I was, you were was in, in town. I was, yeah, I was in town. Okay. So uh, I'm in the booth. And Derek Carr throws multiple interceptions in the second half. Kenny Pickett finds George Pickens. Touchdown. Raiders are essentially eliminated from playoff contention. They still have something. And Christmas Day, the next day, I open up my old Twitter machine, back when it was called that. And you, and you see that Carr has been told, you're done. It's crazy. You're done. And then Devontae Adams, as we all know, in this non-playing season, made all sorts of comments that he pushed back on eventually that he's not really sold on what the hell's going on in Las Vegas. The Jimmy G's coming in, and I guess he's the perfect vessel for the good ship McDaniels. I mean, uh, this this isn't this is what's called in the NFL media world a narrative. But when you keep on seeing results that lead to sound bites that reinforce a narrative, you got to wonder if the narrative is uh, more than just a narrative. Because as you know, the word narrative is thrown about by those in the NFL who are on the business end of said narrative with the infusion of not all true. It's just the chatter you hear into microphones on shows like this one. This is Devonte Adams after the loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers second in a row on Sunday night. I don't act like he's all crazy. It's, you know, it's week three, but I don't got time to wait around. You know, I mean, it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me, but I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish our identity, and we uh, we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture um, early in the season. So we gotta do something to, to turn that around. Doing something about it so that when we go out there the next time, it looks different. It's not supposed to just be a week of just talking about. Shit. We gotta go out there and do it. You know, that's that's the that's the theme of this year is doing it, not just talking about it and figuring out what we need to do. We did all that last year. This year we got to be about it. What does that mean? What does that mean? 
I mean, let me say it with a different inflection. What does it mean? Because that was a soundbite from a wide receiver targeted 20 times. <laughs> 13 catches for a buck 72 and two touchdowns, including a fourth and inch. Yeah. Could not be stopped. Play. That shocked everybody instead of just running it for a first down and continuing to go on just a roll of the dice in Vegas, which was a great call by Tarico that night. What's that about? It's not as if he's not fed. Because normally receivers are like, I can be part of the solution if you let me be. He was the only answer that was consistent. So what's he talking about? And who's the one that's talking S? Can't be the quarterback because he wasn't around last year if he's referring to last year. It's not Jacoby Myers. He wasn't around last year. He was the one who was throwing one to Chandler Jones, who's not around for some bizarre reason. What is happening there? Because I don't, I don't have an answer. Do you? Does anybody? Because narratives are narratives. <laughs> Possibly true. Is it McDaniels not communicating something? Or what does that mean? What he said. Just, is it just like you're talking about it? And and he's like, you know, I came here to play with my BFF. And the guy who sent him packing is still trying to sell stuff that people aren't buying. Because either they're not buying because the guy who's selling it is not to be bought from. Or the guy who's selling it keeps putting guys in the room who won't buy from him, and he and the guy we brought in to bring into the room are are the people who are supposed to buy it from him, and I'm seeing it. I wouldn't buy from them myself. And he doesn't have time for it. Well, guess, as the sands run through the hourglass, hmm. who's coming into town in week five in Las Vegas, Nevada, on a Monday night for everyone to see the Green Bay Packers? Oh, boy. He's going to watch Jordan Love play and just be like, send me back. I don't don't know how off that is. Again, narrative, I don't don't know. Or he's going to watch Herbie play and go, I want to go there. On on, uh, in week four. Yeah, next, this coming week. Right. Well, he's playing in front of a home crowd there. And I know I keep on saying it. I'm not being facetious. Raider fans, this is a Raider town in Los Angeles. Still. Period, end of story, and I am not stuttering. Nope. Okay? So, as I said, Herbert and everybody best be going silent snap in their in their practices. Because it gets loud in SoFi. That's going to be a wild game. It is going to be a wild game because the loser goes to one and three. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a game. big week four game, man. Loser one and three. Winner goes two and two. Gets a division W. Yeah. And if they're one and three in Vegas when Green Bay comes into town, how do you grump and how grumpy that is the grumpiest wide receiver who's been targeted 20 times I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he caught everything. He got thrown everything. Yeah, well, he had to. What is going on in Vegas? And by the way, what the football with Susie and Amy Trask going to be talking about this very subject as soon as we're done. Get that podcast wherever you get all your podcasts. 
on Tuesday. Because I'd love to know what Amy's thinking, what's going, what's Mark Davis thinking, what's all that thinking? What would Al be thinking? Well, fire everybody. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but it's just, they're just, they're just one and two. They are just one and two. Again, just like breathe, but that's not a running, that's not a wide receiver who's saying, we have time. Because I'm just wondering if he's thinking October's coming. Trade deadlines are hitting. And his clock is ticking. If he doesn't have any other reason to play there other than to play with his BFF, or I, I thought part of it was to be closer to the West Coast and mm-hmm. family and what have you. Uh, there's a lot of West Coast teams that uh, can win you championships if he joins. You know? So, I don't know. But that was just like, what does that soundbite mean? I'd love to know. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Top five performances of week number three. Then in hour number three, Michael K. And then also, what a wild football weekend it was. Wait till you get that top five list. It's going to be great. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on our show, what's going on? So, uh, what Rogers is in a white room with black in, curtains in the yes. station. Is he? He's not still. Is he like in rehab right now? Is that yeah, where he's? Got, uh, he's he might be at his house here. And okay, I think he lives in the Boo, right? Yeah, man, I would too. Thank you, Dan. You know, as a single quarterback. Yeah. Putting your, putting your. Did you see uh, um, Neil Elitrosh? go up to Burrow after the game last night. He, you know, he's a Rams team doctor. Oh, right. Uh-huh. And Burrow's talking to him. Like, oh, and I'm wow. like, oh, of course he is, because he did Burrow's knee. And he did Rogers' Achilles. And he did a t- Otani's arm this week. By the way, on Neil's website, uh, there's he does a video. There's a video mm-hmm. animation of how he did the, the speed bridge. The speed bridge surgery. I wa- It's 10 minutes. I watched it. It's, it's fascinating, fascinating, right? Fascinating. Is there a 10-minute video on how he did Susie's knee as well? Oh, uh, let me just double check. How is there not? She's going to be so pissed. <laughs> That's right. Rogers, Achilles, Burroughs knee, 
Otani's arm. Susie's MCL cleanup. I think it was MCL. MCL we can ask her if she's here, right? Uh, I don't think she's here yet. Man, I am hoping because I'm kind of hungry, and so I'm hoping she's bringing. Oh food. my god! <laughs> no, I think she's <laughs> picking up. I think she's picking up um, flying source saucers from Carvel for the pod, because I believe the uh, brilliant writer Damon Lindelof, who we're friends with, made the huge mistake of taking his Jets against her Patriots. Oh. And, uh, and the, was, the flying saucers were on the line. Oh, wow. How about that? I believe, but this can be confirmed in the What the Football pod. I mean, last week she brought croissants, and yeah. they're so good. You'll so enjoy Susie's like choice hoping. of T-shirt for the pod. She's like, how about this for today? I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> You'll see. Okay, great. Back great. here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the show. Let's talk positivity. I feel like there's been so much negativity. Devontae Adams is upset. I'm upset. I'm upset. He should be. My whole season. I'm watching my quarterback. I'm getting ready. I thought he we're 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 getting ready for for uh the Chiefs to go four and oh after we finally slay Belichick because Rogers is teaching him a lesson. Zach's not around anymore, and Zach's there. They're one and two, and I'm looking at Rogers lying on a lying on some sort of a bed in what looks like hospital clothing. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what's happening. It's, it's just too, it's too much negativity. To use the Patino phrase, negativity in this town. <laughs> Seen ghosts. Yes. <laughs> Seen ghosts. Yeah, I've, I've seen never. Trevor Simeon, <laughs> who started in place of the mononucleosis. <laughs> I just use that as a verb. Yeah, the mononucleosis yeah. Sam Darnold, and he broke his ankle. Out We're thinking maybe Trevor Simeon could be the answer. Which is great, is that you'd kill for Sam Darnold right now. All I'm saying is there's too much negativity. Let's do positivity. I've got my top five standout performances of week number three presented by Carnival Cruise Line. Hit it, please. High five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. You know what? Let's go positive. Let's go young kids. Let's go Tank Dell. Nice. Let's go Tank freaking Dell. Seven targets, five catches, a buck 45, and a touchdown as the Houston Texans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Duval. You know, you're thinking the Jaguars lose to the Chiefs at home. Well, that's just because it's the Chiefs, but they're going to reassert their dominance in their division. And in comes C.J. Stroud and this kid, Tank Dell. They might have... I mean, the way C.J. Stroud, he's got over 900 yards passing now, and this kid, Tank Dell, is giving him a target. And you've got rookies all over the map, and the Texans with Tank roll into Duval County and come out with the win. I weirdly think they're going to win that division. You never know, man. <laughs> but Tank Dell, I'm going to give him number five on this list. Just because I like saying the words Tank and Dell together. <laughs> Dell's a great name. TJ loves Tank. Number four on this list. Number <laughs> I four. I picked him up. I picked him up. <laughs> I picked him Number four on this list. I gave the top spot on this list last week to the quarterback, I'm giving it to the running back. There are tire tracks all over the Carolina Panthers defense, and the tire tracks belong to Kenneth Walker III. Yeah, buddy. This kid in Seattle, he had 18 rushes for 97 yards and two scores, and then 60 yards pretty much in the air. Seattle going back in front of the 12s. They saw them lose to the Rams in a wild week one in which they had only nine yards in the second half. 
and the number nine is in front of the number of yards that Kenneth Walker had on the day. And if this kid can start road grading, look out. What a performance by him against Carolina for number four on the list. Number three on this list, he is a third-round rookie draft choice out of Baylor. And Terrell Bernard of the Buffalo Bills became the first player with two sacks, an interception, and a fumble recovery in the same game since Brian Urlacher did it in 2007. In his fourth career start, Bernard led a rampaging Tatanka into the nation's capital and told Sam Howell, young man, this is the National Football League. The first two weeks was also the National Football League, but still, we are going to tell you there will be days like this, and the Buffalo Bills defense, led by Terrell Bernard, came out with a 37-3 win. That is one of the most standout performances of the year defensively, and I'm giving it to this rookie. Number two on this list, I can't just give it to one, so I'm giving it to both. What a pass and pass-catching combination Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen were in Minnesota with the season on the line. These two guys staring 0-3 right in the face. Herbert threw for 405 yards and three touchdowns, and of the 405 yards, 215 were Keenan Allen's, who had 18 catches and a touchdown pass himself. OMG. Of course, there was a Brandon Staley decision that almost flushed the whole damn thing down the toilet, (laughs) but they survived that, and they are one and two, and just when this team needed it, Herbert to Keenan Allen was unstoppable and up there on par with Tua to Tyreek Hill in week one against them. Those numbers are even... You know, if I'm not mistaken, Tyreek had 215 in week one, and the 405 is better than uh, Tua's 366. What a performance. But number one on this list, I cannot give it to one, can't give it to two, can't give it to two up. I'm giving it to the whole darn entire Miami Dolphins offense. All of them. They were training, as you could see, look at this. They were dancing. They were doing everything. Everything. We had Marie Mostert on earlier, and he even said he stopped talking to the Broncos. He says, my talker during the game, he stopped talking because the 70 points, the most since 1966 in an NFL game, 726 total yards. That is stunning. Stunning to see in a league where, as you know, offenses are usually behind defenses early on. The Dolphins' offense, this was without Jalen Waddell. A thousand-yard receiver. That is the top standout performance of week number three on this list. Right think we need one more? Okay. All right, we'll get one more. Kickers have outstanding performances, too. And with Justin Tucker, potentially, I believe, future Hall of Famer in the house, coming up one, shard, one oh, yard one. shy so close. of a 61-yard field goal to win the game for Baltimore, there was a guy who set a record for kicks in a game. Matt Gay of the Indianapolis Colts had not one, not two, not three, but four kicks of over 50 yards, including the one to send it into overtime and the one to win it into overtime. And he also had a 30-something yard field goal early on in the game that he didn't know if he was kicking because they threw him out there on the field. (laughs) And then there was a lot of substitution going on. And then the Ravens caused them to, you know, uh, have a delay of game because they use the rules properly to 
substitute themselves back late, and Gay had no idea, and then he had to go out and kick a field goal, and he did it. He made five of five, including four from 50 or more. That's a record that's never happened in the National Football League as the Indianapolis Colts with Gardner Minshew go into Baltimore and come out with the win. And those are my top five standout performances of week number three, presented by Carnival Cruise Line. Whether you enjoy Caribbean beaches or delicious dining options, the spa or riding Bolt, the first roller coaster at sea, Carnival makes it easy to plan a vacation where everyone can choose their own kind of fun because no one does fun like Carnival. There you have it. Matt Gay had 24 fantasy points. That's probably more than... Zach Wilson? 80% of the league. Speaking of which, the 70 points that the Dolphins had, remember I said that if the Bucks don't score 23, that gives 16 teams in the National Football League who have fewer points than the Dolphins had well, the, on Sunday all season? Yeah, the Bucks That's now that 16. List, right? So the Bucks are now on that list. If the Rams don't score 17, they'd be on that list. They scored exactly 17. Wow. So they have <laughs> 70 points on the season. And if the Bengals don't score 43, they're also on the list. They didn't. So, the grand total number of teams with fewer points on the season than the Dolphins had on Sunday, 70. 17 teams in the National Football League, including one that has exactly 70 in the Rams. Holy cow. Michael Kay coming up for hour number three. I think Zach Wilson had eight fantasy points. Oh, dude, stop it. <laughs> oh, I'm in a good mood. I should be in a good mood. I finally won a fantasy week. Hey! I won my fantasy baseball championship. Did you really? Congratulations. Thank you. Very nice. happy. Cooper and I won uh, 16 straight weeks and then lost in the playoffs. Ugh, sorry. It's I, all right. I had finished uh, second three years in a row. Congratulations. So I almost Buffalo Bills did. What do you, oh, wow. What do you get for that? I get a t-shirt. What? <laughs> the guy who's the commissioner makes t-shirts for the winner each year. So what's up? Is that it? That's Ed O'Neill is confused. Well, and it's the same group of guys that I do the fantasy football league that you hate with, and I'm the first one to ever win the football title, hey. the basketball title, oh. and the baseball title. It's like a sh- so three very, it's, You know I'm what that is? Happy. It's it's the most schmucky egot ever. Yes, <laughs> and I'll take it. I'm very it's sad. like a schmucky egot. I'm very proud of myself. Um, but in all seriousness, it's a six month fantasy league. Where you got to pay attention every, every, day. every day. And you get a t-shirt for winning? <laughs> All you get is a lousy t-shirt? That's it. Are you serious? I might make myself a trophy, to you be t- honest. <laughs> you should get something, a little something for the effort. I might make a six-foot trophy. You should? <laughs> like, One for each month the fantasy season lasts. you got to really focus on this. Fantasy baseball is so long. What, what does the t-shirt say? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Is it at least a good cotton fiber? Is it at least a good made of... Doubtful. Oh, no. <laughs> <It's> doubtful. <laughs> <laughs>